Welcome back from the Stance Podcast. We got a Pac-12 preview for you guys today. I got Clint joining in. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Uh, yeah. Jacob, I don't know if I told you. I don't know if you're on yet. Before we start recording, I've upgraded. It's a little bit of whiskey this time. I felt a little out of place with you two on here, sipping the good stuff, and I'm I'm out here like a 15-year-old schoolgirl trying not to get caught drinking God knows what. So, But I'm good. i am got my drink, got my dog laying on my feet, so I'm ready to talk some Pac-12 with you boys. Perfect. Well, I told you, next time you come, you know, quote unquote, in studio, aka my apartment, we got some yeah. good stuff. Got some good stuff. Jacob. Look forward to it. What's going on, yeah, man? Sir. What you been up to? Just been chilling, my friend. Good to see y'all again. Ready to do some Pac-12 stuff. Let's go. Who's your favorite Pac-12 team, Jacob? Favorite? You remember I'm <laughs> East Coast guy, right? Yeah, I know. I don't ever We're watch in the South Pac- Carolina. That, the only, the only, well, it won't even be the Pac-12. I was going to say the only good thing about Oregon and UCLA moving is maybe I'll finally be able to watch them, but it won't even be Pac-12 then, so I guess it don't matter. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to see these teams, especially since the you know the Heisman winner plays over there and didn't even get a chance to see much of him play last year. That's why I forgot he won the Heisman when we talked about it on the previous episode. I genuinely forgot who it was. That's right. That's why Clint's speak- supposed to be our West Coast guy when he ever travels back to Dude, Alaska. Yeah, I got some studying to do then. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> well, no Alaska that, teams in the, in the Pac-12. At least that studying would just be watching football, and I could say I'm, I'm much better at that than studying things on paper. Yeah, agreed. amen. Agreed. Yep. Well, let's start it off with the number one team in the conference and, what, top four in the nation according to the AP poll? I forgot what they actually were ranked. They were top four, right, AP poll? Anybody? I believe you so. Look it up. Well, that's going to be the the old USC Trojans led by Caleb Williams, reigning Heisman winner. See if he can do it a second time. Um, I think still the only person who's won it twice is Archie Griffin, right? So not a lot of uh, faith in that. We'll see. Not a lot of faith in their defense either. Um, They they got a a decent amount of stuff, uh, guys returning, especially on offense. Um, I say returning. I guess more if they have I think the bigger people coming in are actually transfers. So obviously the big one is going to be, well, I say big one. The, the most notable for me being a Carolina fan is Marshawn Lloyd, right? So South Carolina's number one running back the past couple of years, um, transfers into USC. Maybe I'm just biased because I know him and I know how he plays, but every time I see like a transfer ranking, like I don't really see him on there. I don't know if it's just because, like I said, he's <clears throat> maybe not as impactful as some other guys that maybe I'm just not as familiar with, but like, Maybe it's just me just being biased, like knowing the pr- productivity that he brings, at least when he's healthy. He seems kind of like under the radar. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the, the scope of work is weighed heavy with him just because of the injury. And even when he was back, I don't think he was back back, um, which kind of sucks because coming out of high school, man, he was, I mean, just something to watch the hurdling guys left and right just awesome dude i hope i hope now that he's over you know southern cal that he he can finally take off and be the player that you know everybody expected him to be i like your correction there southern cal not us i know dude i'm almost slipped i'm a slipped. hey we were a school before they were a state okay so i think that's how it should be that's right that's, that's exactly how it should be uh another I'm just big glad they don't have they... the 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 u of sc anymore sorry but I'm glad we did. Yeah, away with that. I'm, I'm glad we got rid of I that. I didn't. 
Sorry. That didn't anyway. last too long. Now that we're talking South Carolina, should I just plug Spencer or should we just keep going? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obligatory Spencer <laughs> plug every single conference. <laughs> I mean, Caleb Williams and Spencer do have history. Like, this would be the time for me to do it. Yeah. It's like right now, just be like, dude, if better. we ever talk uh, about, if we ever talk about Sunbelt, you're going to be like, listen about Spencer Rattler is really, and he's a good guy. And you're going to sneak him in. <laughs> you probably got yeah, a Sunbelt from the Sunbelt team. So you're going to be like, who is he talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about Rattler a little bit because I've heard out of their camp in the past like couple days that he's been lightening up. He's kind of playing at the level he was at the end of last year. Better guy. So, like I said, bro, do you think I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm a little crazy, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, speaking crazy, of transfers, stupid, though, yeah. got, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dorian Singer, uh, wide receiver from Arizona, transferred in as well. He's a thousand yard guy coming in. So just another uh, product after they lost uh, Jordan Addison to the draft. Um, so that's going to be a big guy for them. Uh, another big receiver they have is Brendan Rice, son of Jerry Rice. If you guys are familiar with him, some pretty damn good genes, I would say. Um, he's like 6'3", 220, so he's a big boy. I um, mean, he's actually like going to be, I, I get pretty much there, between him and Singer, like the one and two options. Singer's a little smaller frame guy, but uh, Brendan Rice is um, definitely going to be that like big target, go up and get the ball. They do have eight returning starters on defense. I don't know if that says a lot about them. Um, they they struggled a lot defensively. That's kind of still, I think, the talk of this year is their offense is going to score a lot of points. What's their um, defense going to do? Um, going off the defense, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, they do a lot of college football stuff too. They had the worst special teams as well. So they got some like proving to do, I would say, in my mind. like As, as much as I, I understand why the, the powers that be are big on USC when it comes to ESPN and all these big... like. Fox Sports, Colin Cowherd, all these West Coast people are huge on USC. I get it. Caleb Williams is the guy. The offense is crazy, but like if you're not if you're giving up 30 points a game, kind of like we talked about with North Carolina, like yeah, okay, you better be on every single week with the offense, which I'm sure they can be because again, in the Pac-12, they're also playing other teams where their defense is not like they're just not known for that. So, they're probably going to be fine. Like they're still going to be 10-11-1 team, but that's going to be the thing to watch out for. Their secondary is still going to be a question mark. Um, and then special teams as well, which obviously in college football, I think that actually is maybe not as talked about, but I think it, it can impact some games, um, at least coming from a Carolina fan, Beamer Ball. It seems to help us out every now and then. But you guys got anything on USC? I mean, I would say that the thing I'm looking, like you said, the, to reiterate, uh, Southern Cal, I want to see their defense. I want to really see if they can. That's what was holding them back last year, obviously. You know, winning have a Heisman winning quarterback is not your offense. Um, I want to see that Rice kid light it up this year. That'd be amazing to see. Um, but it really is going to stem from that defense. Um, I'm excited to see what what because I mean this conference they've got some there's some offenses here that they have to face. So oh yeah, it would be it would be fun to watch. You know yeah yeah. So, I've been looking a little bit into the transfer portal stuff too, just you know across the nation. Um, because I, you know, high school recruiting is fun and it's awesome to see the numbers that come in with all these teams, especially teams like USC, you know, bloods of college football. But I, in my opinion, just the way transfers are now and how easy it is to get talent and not just talent from an unexperienced level like high school, but you're getting talent in from kids that have already played high school football, even if it's not at a very high level, they already know what to expect. They know, they know the workout programs, they know nutrition, they know the, the regimens. Right. So the transfer portal, in my opinion, is more potent as far as fixing your team or getting talent than just straight up recruiting. And 
the USC has the fourth ranked transfer class for 2023 and that's in the nation. So like to your point about defense, yeah, they, they got to fix that if they want to seriously make it to the playoffs. And I know they're, they're thinking they have a good shot to win a championship, get that defense figured out. They got a couple guys coming in. They got Barry Alexander coming in from Georgia and then Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M and a few other transfers on the back end. So, um, to your point about the defense, I think they have recognized that we're not going to go all the way just on offense alone. And uh, with that transfer class they have coming in, that's, I think it's going to help them a lot. And they might be scared to watch. No, you make a good point. And I know we've we've beat this to death, but like, I wonder how much the the mindset changes of a, as a college coach or a college coaching staff when, like you said, like normally, right, like if. Let's say you lose a bunch of guys to the NFL or graduation. You got freshman classes coming in, whether they're highly talented or not. Like you have to develop like crazy, right? You got to get these guys ready. With the transfer portal, it's a yeah. quick fix. Some guys are coming in for a year, and maybe you can fill a gap for a couple years. But I wonder what that does for the development of the other players. Is I think college, I think they still develop, but like, does that take away from the development? Or are they less like? Are you less eager to develop or less worried about it because you can just bring guys in? Because I think a lot of these teams that we talk about in the Pac-12. There's a lot of transfers coming in. Maybe not big, impactful, like the big names. Like you said, all three that you just named, and there's a couple more, they're all from Power 5 schools. I think besides, they have one from Georgia mm-hmm. State coming in. But other than that, they're all Power 5 schools. So like more than likely pretty solid players. It's just, I don't know, it's just a crazy, like I feel like you're getting more portal guys coming in, like filling in than like an NFL team's getting free agents. Dude, wait like, till we, You're just like filling in. Wait till we like, talk about Colorado. Like, uh, that. Oh, dude, it's oh, going to be God. <laughs> I don't, we, we might actually just have a separate episode for them because they got what, 51? It's something insane. crazy, bro. Yeah. I think it's but yeah, I, I think to your point, like, something crazy. I, I can see how that may be an issue, but I feel like you would have to be kind of a dirtbag coach to really not try to develop your own players, even if you're worried about them leaving. Just think about practice to practice. You're standing there and you're seeing guys screw up. It, 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 being competitive, which I guarantee right. 99.99% of, anybody in this sport they're going to be competitive they're going to want to fix it they're going to want to try to fix what's wrong be the best they can be um i do think it's gonna it sucks more when you've worked on a guy for two years and he's just did right you're like that was a lot of effort to make that guy pretty good now he's off to you know whatever school so i see your point but i i would hope not anyway i would hope it doesn't hinder guys from Right. And, and maybe it's more of like a sub, not, I mean, not even subconscious maybe, but just maybe not like a, a purposeful thing. But like, I think as a, like a human being, like if you say, Hey man, like work on your car and fix it and, or go get a new one because you can afford it. Like what's easier and what's more convenient and what's quicker and what's going to make you feel better in the moment. It's like, Oh, we can just bring in a transfer guy and we don't have to like struggle. Like, it's just like a, like whether you're hey, like purposefully like not really developing or it's just like, Hey man, we're going to bring this guy in. Like, I, I mean, again, I know we keep going back to it, but South Carolina just brought in a defensive end transfer like yesterday, and we're about to start the season. So it's like obviously these things happen, and like it's like all right, well, we need depth, we need whoever. Let's just get whoever we can. One more point. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, like that. nil stuff. Like there's money flowing everywhere, and that's what like like your right. point. Like you said, buy a new car. There's money everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly what the transfer portal is. And I, Glenn, I think I I see your point about how you're big into the transfer portal because that's what you're talking about. Um, last episode with the you know ACC and Clemson, like how they just haven't dipped into that yet, and you see eventually that'll kind of come to bite them in the in the in the ass eventually. Um, so it, it it's becoming a huge thing you can't ignore it. So and I 
like you said, USC's got the fourth rank in the in the nation so far. So like they they really hit it hard. So this is a team that could take the next step. They're ranked sixth in the AP poll. Like mm. we were asking that earlier. Okay. So they're so they're right there, prime, ready to go. So yeah. To one last point, I know I know we got several teams to get to, but with the with the transfer portal too, another thing to realize is that if you if you miss on a recruiting class before this transfer portal thing, if you missed and you had a crappy recruiting class, it would set you back years. It really would. You would. It would suck. Right. Yeah. And these days, it's mm-hmm. not that critical. I mean, it's still important. Obviously, you want to bring in guys. You want to build that culture and stuff like that. But just in case you weren't able to land a lot of your guys, you you thought you would, or you had it down years, so you're recruiting what is wasn't as good as you'd hoped to be. There's you're. It's not the end of the world. You're not screwed for the next two to three years. You can go to the transfer right. pool, fill those holes, buy your time until the next recruiting cycle. And uh, it's I think it's helped teams that are always at the top, not the blue, you know, teams that are blue bloods. It's going to help teams that are in, in the middle who, you know, they're not always going to recruit top tier talent. So they're able to stay relevant and stay good by, you know, cherry picking some of these guys, filling the holes and being competitive uh, throughout the season. So uh, not, not to get on a soapbox I, about it, but I think that is what, <laughs> no, I mean, just real quick, like to go off that, I think, I think that is, the benefit of that is the fact that we have more parity in college football and we have more teams like as much as NIL is a thing, it's like these these big schools were already getting the big guys. But now with the transfer reporter, you have guys that maybe go to these schools and they'll want to or some other small schools can offer some money or whatever. Like I feel like it, it is. I, I feel like I've heard both sides of this, but I feel like it actually is kind of making the the country more competitively balanced as a whole, because I think if you're talking about paying players like that's already been happening with the bigger schools. So it's like now I feel like it actually might be more of an even playing. It, it, I could be wrong, but I feel like like what you said with all the different portal guys and stuff, I feel like you can kind of spread that out a little more than, than you could yeah. in the past. Yep. I hear you. Totally agree. So we got, Clint, we got Oregon we up next. Don't we? And uh, talking about transfer classes, they had a pretty good one themselves. I think it's third ranked in the Pac-12. Um, and... This is an Oregon team that had a pretty good year last year. Um, I think it's a team that uh, we've kind of taken for granted because they've always been pretty decent. Um, and when they they do lose a game, everybody's just like, eh, well, that's Oregon. Um, I think Dan Lanning's on to something, though. I think he's got them on the right track. Obviously, after Mario Cristobal leaving and Dan Lanning's first year, they nearly made the Pac-12 championship game. Um of course, they got Bo Nix, who is the obligatory dark horse candidate that I feel like we've been saying for how long has he been playing football in college? Like 10 years, it feels like. And a every year time. we're talking about yeah, the dark time. horse for Heisman. And I feel like every year it's valid. I, he had a good year last year, 72% completion, 29 touchdowns. I, the, the offense scored almost 39 points a game. So I think their offense is going to be really good. They get, uh, I think, five of their starters back. Um, but again, they use transfer to kind of fill those holes. Um, only issue may be the O-line where they have four new starters. So they'll have to make sure they get that figured out. And then on defense, they got seven returning. Um, and they do lose a little bit, but again, using the portal, kind of filling those holes. They lose Noah Sewell and uh, Christian Gonzalez, but they bring back uh, Brandon Dorless and transfer uh, our boy Jordan Birch. Which uh, that one stings to me. That stings right. a little. Yeah, oh, that one stings a little that. bit more than uh, Lloyd to me, just because 
I think Lloyd needed a fresh start. Jordan Birch, I think, I, I don't know. This is all speculation. I just think he was chasing the paycheck, and you have every right to do so. But from what I've heard, he's not enjoying his time as much as he thought he would there. Uh, this is, again, I have no idea. This is just uh, rumors. I've, I've heard similar yeah, so, things. Uh, so they got you know Jordan Birch as well. So the edges are going to be stout on defense. Um, I think it, one of the keys for them this year is they only had 18 sacks and uh, on defense, which is not very much. And if you're going to go deep into, you know, you want to win the Pac-12 and uh, put your stake in the playoffs, you're going to have to have more than just offense. We just talked about that with USC. Defense is going to kind of determine how far you're going to go. Um, and they allowed 46 uh, conversions on third down on defense, which is not good. That's almost 50% of the time, you know, teams mm. are converting. And it's not like they were playing, you know, top five teams every week. So um, I like Oregon. I think, like I said, Dan Lynn is on to something. Transfer portal is good. Bo Nix, he's probably going to have a great year again. And uh, as long as they can get that defense figured out and get some stops, they're, they, yeah, they, they're going to give USC a hard time. I have, yeah. I have a question. And might be a hot take. I don't know. I've seen recently, and I wish I could pull them up. I've seen a lot of like different, whether it's ESPN or different Instagram pages or news cycles, or whoever it may be, list like the top hundred college football players or top fifty. And like Bo Nix keeps getting put in like the top ten. To me, yeah. it's crazy. Like I don't see him as a top ten. Like, and <clears throat> I'm kind of like an Oregon. Like, like if I had to pick a West Coast team, I would say Oregon, like going back to Mariota and Michael James, DeAnthony Thomas, like all those teams when their crazy uniforms are coming up, there's like a fun team to watch. I don't know what it is. Like, I know he's put up good stats. Like, I just don't like, again, maybe it's just like bias from the Auburn thing and I was West Coast. I didn't watch him a lot last year, but like, I feel like he's like a little over hyped, even though his stats say so, but like, is that just me? Like, it could just be me. I just feel like they're like, I saw a top 10 list and he was in there and I saw some guys behind him. And I was like, you guys are crazy. Like no shot. This guy's better than like this quarterback. And again, I wish I had to listen in front of me to give like better examples, but I don't know. I, I think, I, I think that is kind of bias, you know, not, not trying to say whatever, but I'm just saying like East coast bias. Again, this is like, we never get to see this team play much. It's just like USC. I mean, right. he, had, he threw for 29 touchdowns and 3,500 yards last year. Um, I mean, he's only putting seven up the picks. stats. Yeah, only seven picks. Like that was his best year, and I mean, your seventh, eighth year in college football, whatever it is, it's really not. It's like his fifth year, or whatever. But um, you you should be able to make that next leap. So I mean, if he can play at this that kind of level this year, like we keep talking about Pac twelve defenses, like this is a new thing. But um, the the quarterback play at Oregon, I mean, this whole conference is normally pretty good. So Maybe I think that is just- a little bit of bias. Though. It might be one of those things where he's just he's so he's like solid, like he's been just solid guy and like hasn't done anything crazy that I'm like maybe like I feel like he's overhyped because like he hasn't I don't know, he doesn't have like a Heisman moment per se and I, I know that kinda comes with the team and I mean he's put in very good stats, but I wouldn't say anything like absolutely ridiculous. I mean, again, you also have like uh Pennix Jr. and you have Caleb Williams in your conference. Of course he's overshadowed, but like I don't know. I just saw some of those lists recently and I was just like, uh, I feel like this is not I think you get numb to the name too. Like you keep hearing it, you're just like, Yeah, we keep talking about him. I mean, he hasn't won the Heisman. I don't think he's even gotten an invite. Um I, yeah. No, and I think he hasn't. I, I think part of the problem too is he's at Auburn and Auburn has such high standards. Even when they're not good, it is they are it's just a tough place to play when you you know aren't the best. And uh, so I think him getting a fresh start helped. 
Um, again, you know, him being on the West Coast, we don't see him quite as much as we used to, but I think it's one of those things where he, he can make the most ridiculous play and then turn right around. And you're like, make a play where you're thinking this is has to be the third string quarterback who's just playing because the other two guys are hurt. So right, uh, right. I think <laughs> projections for the NFL and stuff play into that as well. So maybe a little overhyped, maybe. But again, right. like if he goes and uh, he's selected to go maybe win a, a Heisman, I would not be surprised. I think he's pretty good, even with the history he's had. So. I mean, I hope he proves me wrong. I would rather Oregon or Utah, whoever, like beat up on USC and get all this like hype around them kind of out of the way, just how I feel personally. But yeah, I was just, I just wonder how you guys felt because I just kind of felt that this week. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of lean, lean your way too because JC, you asked before um, podcast are like, what's my favorite Pac 12 team at the blue? I would probably say Oregon just because of the uniforms and just, you know, that team's been electric over the years and I'd love to see them, you know, kick Southern Cal right in the right in the ground and and we'd see them in the playoff. Yeah, but, sure. uh, yeah. So well next to keep it moving we have uh Washington. They're plus four four thirty to win the Pac twelve. Um had a heck of a first year under Kalen DeBoer last year. Uh finished eleven and two, seven and two in the conference. Um finished eighth in the in the country and they're bringing a lot back from that team last year. Um, got 14 returning starters, seven on offense, seven on defense. Um, they had the seventh best – we're beating the dead drum here, but, you know, seventh best offense in the in the nation, 39 points per game. 58th best, best defense, 25 points per game. Um, there's not a whole lot more to say than that. Uh, they finished the year on a hot note, um, beating Texas last year in the Alamo Bowl. Um, and this year they, they really, as a team are kind of coming together and saying, we really want to run this back. A lot of people return, including, including that, uh, quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Um, who is a high, one of the high favorites. Yeah. Tell me about him. (laughs) Super, super electric. I've never heard Um, his name so many times until. Until talking to Jacob. Yeah. We started doing this podcast. I don't even know why we've talked about him every week, but I feel like we've talked about it. Like I've heard. That name's coming out of Jacob's I'm mouth. pretty sure the name is tattooed on his lower back. Guaranteed. Tramp stamp? Like what? There's but, another um, name for that. Do you know the other name? For the tramp stamp? Yeah. Tell me about it. Slut stamp. Tell the audience about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that a South Carolina thing? Yeah, may, maybe. I've oh, seen yeah, too many I like that. That's what it is. <laughs> you ever seen the Never Stop. Never mind. <laughs> Washington, but, uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're returning a, a good wide receiver duo in Rome Odonzi, I think is how you say it. I'm not sure. And then Jalen McMillan. Um, those guys can really help, you know, Phoenix Jr. get, you know, get some extra yards and stuff. So um this team's looking exciting. They they just missed the the Pac twelve championship last year. Um there was like a three or four way tie, I think, for second or third or something. Um and obviously Utah won it, but um, this team is just super exciting. So Real quick, I heard you say that crazy name. It was something I found out. I had to do it today, actually, with one of the players. If dude's got a crazy name, you don't know how to pronounce it, just YouTube his name, listen to a highlight, see how they say it, boom, and then got it. That's smart. I ain't got the time. I had to do that the last two weeks. The problem is, half these players, it just seems to be the good ones. It's like, the good ones are never like Joe Simpson. 
It's like these crazy names. And you're like, oh my no, God. No, exactly. And I'm not going on YouTube. I'm like, you know, I'm, not, I'm just going to butcher every name. If, if they came here for exactly well, no, good pronunciation of football players' names, I'm going to disappoint highly. But yep, that's I'll give it my best No best, disrespect best to any of these players. <laughs> well, you're going to yep. hear the tight end from Utah earlier. I had to get his name right. And I would have never guessed. No, that's how you it. said it. But that, that's well, where we good are. Good for you. Good for you, man. That's where we are. Um, Oh, hey, real quick. You have you have the over-unders for these games? Uh, can I can I go back to my USC? Can, I'm going to go over-under 11. Can you tell me if that's right? Uh, for the Pac-12? USC, the Trojans, 11. I have the teams 11? that I am doing. <laughs> yeah, what about USC, 11? <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to get Clint riled up early. That's all. Oh, here it is. Yes, yes. Sorry, I got it. You got uh, it? Okay, what what are you predicting? Or do you have them in front of you? I mean, I have. I only have the ones that like. I'm. I don't have all the teams. I have like. Yeah. The, okay. You did the same thing. The ones that you're doing. Yeah. So okay. USC eleven. I, I had nine and a half. Is that, no? But is that the real one or is that the Vegas? That's the Vegas one. Wow. Coming back to okay. Earth. All right. I have to see this. I don't. Know, I don't know if you actually missed that or if you're just Their schedule. It's eleven. <laughs> I don't know if you actually missed that or if you're I just like. I gotta throw these boys off. I gotta get way off on this one just to start them off. No, I, I, thought, I thought I was. I thought I was right. Like if they're talking about Heisman and they're ranked number six, like you're not going to the playoff winning nine games or nine mm-hmm. and a half. You win half a game, it ain't gonna help you in the playoff. Let me see. Let me, let me look at something real quick. Uh, I know I'm having to look it up, but like for example, I looked that up. Like Washington's, I have at uh, nine. So wait, wait. you're telling me Washington's at nine and USC's at nine and a half. Yep, I'm trying Where? to get to their schedule. I was doing this thing because that's and according very to off. you know this is Sports Illustrated, but on their site it has USC strength at schedule at 97th in the nation, and for the boys yeah, and girls at home, there's only 133 teams. Be higher than- uh, so 97 <laughs> of 130. That's not a very tough <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Kids show. Yeah. Yo, and that's why I talked about on the very first one. I get mad when these teams like USC and Florida State, and Notre Dame get ranked so high to start the year because they play nobody for the most part, and just because they have a name, they start at rank five. If if South Carolina started at rank fifth that, and had the 97th toughest schedule, we'd probably make the playoff <laughs> too. But no, we're starting off not ranked, and we have the number one toughest schedule. What the hell is going on? I think you're all like 26, 27 though. Like y'all received a lot of votes now. Okay, yeah, I know, but, but we're like, not. Yeah, yeah, but we're not ranked, and we're not gonna be after week yeah. one. We beat North Carolina. Our shameless plug. There you go. But actually, this makes sense for USC. Um, they play at Notre Dame. Southern Cal. And then they – yes, so, Southern Cal. I'm sorry. Uh, no, they play at Notre Dame. They play home to Utah. Um, they play home to Washington, and they travel to Oregon. Okay, so I like, can see. Those that's are four, four – that's, that's four toss-ups. Yeah, and then they still play, you know, the whole, you know, UCLA and, you know, Cal and all that. But, um, yeah. And they play at Colorado. <laughs> Watch out! That's a, they're gonna stop, dude. Out right now, they're beating Colorado fifty-six to six. Ooh. Okay, it's in market. Book it. But nine and a half kind of makes some sense because they could lose yeah. all four of those games and stuff. So they could. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just kind of going off like maybe the hype and what they did last year. Right. But you're talking about USC. Speaking right? of hype and what they did last year, which I yeah. Southern Cal, yeah, <laughs> Southern Cal. He keeps, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Clint reminded me, so I appreciate it. Speaking of like last year and me being surprised, I know last week we talked about uh, the ACC and like we really kind of honed it on the whole like it's very tough to beat mm-hmm. a team twice. But mm-hmm. Utah beat Southern Cal, almost messed up, beat Southern Cal twice, including 
to win the Pac-12 championship. If they win the Pac-12 championship this year, they're the first team to three-peat since the conference expanded in 2011. I think they got a pretty damn good shot at it, too. They got a lot of guys coming back. Cameron Rising is a is like, is like a dude. And the tight end, Brent. Was it Brent or Brant? Let me make sure I get that right. Brant Keithy, spelled like K-U-I-T-H-E. That's why I had to look it Nailed up. It. Keithy. He's like top five tight end in the nation. Obviously, Brock Bowers gets a lot of talk. Um, but this guy's one of the top tight ends. He, he was kind of hurt last year, so not as uh, productive as like as as he would like to as far as stats go. But Cameron Rising, 3,000 passing yards, 26 touchdowns. He ran for over 500 yards and another six touchdowns. So if he's obviously got an arm. He's a threat on the ground. He's going to be a problem. The other thing I think that's surprising, which I would say any good team, whether they look like it or not, and I, I think I spoke about this a little bit, when Clemson was having their run, and even Oregon when they had their run, as flashy and as, as like spread as their offenses, they always had a good run game, right? Like Oregon, read option, Clemson always had a good run game. Utah averaged 217 yards on the ground last year. All three of their main running backs all return. So I don't see why they're not going to do that again. And in the Pac-12, like, dude, they might just run all over USC again. Um, their their defense is good. They ranked second last year in the Pac-12 in scoring. Um, so they got guys on defense. They got a couple of recruits. I mean, a couple of transfers coming in, a couple uh, going out, kind of like every other team that we've talked about here. Um, but I will say, like, after doing kind of a deep dive on this team, man, like, I'm kind of like, they're not going to surprise me. I feel like anymore. Like they do have Florida early. They beat last year. Um, I don't think Florida is that good. So I'll, I think they play in week one again. Um, they, do. they do play in week one at home. Yeah, actually, they play. That's actually what is that week zero or is that like a Thursday night game? Because that's the 31st Thursday, of August thirty first. Yep. Oh shoot! So that's like starting out the season. Yeah, on a Thursday night, I'll I'll take I'll take Utah all day. Oh yeah. I got a for you a good one, Clint. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there, but I got okay. This is this is what's crazy. Holy cow, dude! That thing is filled well, up. It, like um, guys, I just let you know, it splooshed on me. I went to pop the top and the mic, and it went all up. <laughs> not a kid show. Oh, yeah, not uh, a kid show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> if you guys don't hear Clint in the last few minutes, I'm asleep. Yeah. There's a good reason why. Okay, well, I'm I'm almost <laughs> I'm almost gonna take back my predictions. If 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 they're saying USC's over under nine, like. I, I'm Do you have Utah's way too by chance, Jacob? This week, yeah, I got Utah's I at I ten, have... bro. I got them at ten. Where you get? Where'd you get this from? This is I my brain. This okay, this is probably eight. It's probably eight. Oh, this is you. Okay, saying it. It's this eight. This is and me. Half. I'm not. Yeah, I'm telling you. You guys thought I was faking last week when I got them all right. No, no, no. no, no. I, I'm, off the dome. I'm, about I'm thinking eight and half. the schedule. They're gonna win. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm just predicting what they're gonna do. They're gonna win ten games. I'm telling you, book it. And you said it's eight. You said it's eight and a half. Recorded. Okay. Yes, it is. I get it, but they're gonna win ten. I mean, they got these are some of their on the schedule: Florida, uh, or at Oregon when, State, at USC. When, Florida's first, uh, maybe a loss. September 29th is at Oregon State. When um, at USC, October twenty first, toss up. Um, home to Oregon on twenty eighth of October, toss up. At Washington, November eleventh. So they could win. Yeah, that's a win. At Washington, okay. Yeah, it's a win. I'm all in the Utes, baby. You really are. Yeah. And I was going to bring up the same thing. I think playing at Oregon State, USC, Washington, and catching um, Florida and Baylor for non-con. Yeah, I'm Baylor, whatever. But I, it's going to be tough, and I, I see why the win total is at eight and a half. So I'm not too surprised by that. Yeah. Yep. And quickly, back to Oregon, because I think we just skipped over theirs. What do you think theirs is? 
Um, I know you don't have the schedule right in front of you, but I can. I can. I would, I would probably say if you. Uh, I'll go nine, maybe. Nine and a half, same as okay. USC. I was gonna say that's if, if USC's if like I, I shouldn't predict anybody over if USC's nine and a half. That's the top of the conference, I would say. So mm-hmm. I get it as a betting thing. I guess maybe what I wrote down is like what I actually predicted. I think they're gonna win eleven games. Yeah, I got you. Very good. Okay. Well, you say we talk a little Oregon State. Who? Um, they have a terrible quarterback. <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's not my mouth is shut, but yeah, where's, where's the defense coming from? Where's the what? Oh, Jacob? Uh, I, where's the defense of, you, of your you boy? You want me to defend him? Like, I don't I know. Think it Are was you just going a to? time to move on from, from DJ. So, I mean, he had, he showed because flashes. He sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't ever like to say any kid sucks, but I mean, he, he did not perform to his five-star rating. I'll say that. Yeah, we call that sucking. Dude, it's all or nothing. Yeah, just just like you're either Heisman candidate or you're a bottom of the barrel trash. I'm just saying, you you're might as well top ten go in the nation, and you're playing get a, your business degree. I and will get say out this: of, get out of football. Right, you're playing an unranked South Carolina team with a with Spencer Rattler, who apparently sucks, and you're having the five star recruit, and you guys are top ten in the nation, and you lose at home. Come on, we can't do that. True. What but out of doing? okay, out of twelve teams last year, what would you say Oregon State like was projected to win the conference last year? Like probably eight, probably eleventh or twelfth, eleventh or twelfth, right? Well, why are we talking about them fifth right now? They have the fifth best odds. So like he's not because people terrible. think he's good because well, he, if he runs the ball, that's fine. But he likes to throw the well. He doesn't like to throw the ball. He's indecisive, and he when he does throw, he throws it to the other team. Dude, so are you a Clemson fan? <laughs> No, I I told you that's why I wanted him to play and not Cade Klubnik because, <laughs> dude, I just watched the re- this is how ready I am for college football. I just watched the highlight of us beating you guys because I'm going to enjoy it. And literally the halftime speech, Beamer's like, the quarterback's going to give us one. Just go play. He's going to give us one. What did he do? And he gave he us did. one or two, but definitely one. He anyway, did. I don't do I don't I I don't know anything about Oregon State. I just know he's coming in. They've been solid. I say solid. They've been like a five win team. Like they might yeah. go to the Relia Quest Bowl with him. Good for him. Well, but. if you girls are done bickering, I, I can give you a couple stats and we <laughs> yeah, can actually, learn about yeah, something. Actually, Oregon. you're the guy. I mean, please, yeah. please tell me about Oregon State. Because <laughs> I know nothing. For somebody who knew nothing, yeah, about for somebody who knew nothing, you just went on a rant <laughs> yeah, for yeah, two yeah, minutes. Yeah. You had an opinion about I mean, it. look, are they going to win six I, games? I think so. So, okay, check it out. Listen. Uh, okay. Let, 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 right into the over under with this dude. <laughs> it's probably five. Go ahead and give Jacob go and give it to him because he's gonna be just shaking in his boots until he hears what the damn number is. <laughs> he's gonna what? be upset about it. Is it he's, five? Gotta, he's gonna be upset? It's eight. <laughs> let, let, me, let me paint the bro, let me the oh, under. let me paint the picture for you. Let me paint hammer the picture. The okay. under. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go you ahead. paint it because if if you don't paint take this right, I'm starting a new podcast. Take a read. Dude, the mic, the <laughs> mic has gotten further into his mouth. <laughs> the more we talk about Oregon State, I did not expect to get fired up over Oregon State tonight. You guys got me like You're two shades of red right darker. Now. I'm impressed. <laughs> I we should have brought up Oregon State to start the show just to really set the tone. Okay. All right. Maybe because I'm doing a little bit of this. I'm much left either. You got to take it easy, buddy. Um, okay. Uh-huh. All seriousness, not really, but a little trivia for you. In the history of Oregon State, how many 10-win seasons have they had? I'm going to take a guess. 
Can I ask for how many seasons they've been? You can. I'm not going to answer that because I don't know. Do wait, 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 wait. They, they had one recently. They had a, they had, No, no. They had a good quarterback a few years ago. I can't remember his name, but they had a decent quarterback a few years back, probably like eight years ago. Um, Can't remember his name. I don't know if they won 10 games. I would say uh, between... I'd say it happened in the last 12 years, like going back to when I was in high school. I think they had one good year. I don't think you answered your in question. History, so how many did... One. Okay. One, about in the one, history program. One. One. One? Okay. Uh... I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sit here and say I know some Oregon State knowledge from the '80s. I'd probably say maybe like three, three. Yep. And the reason I bring that up is because yeah, three, three, ten win seasons. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because head coach John Jonathan Smith was a part of two of them. Once was last year, and then the time before was in 2000 when he was the quarterback. So bang, I think they got their uh-huh. guy boys. They won ten games. I thought Jacob said they were projected to finish a. Le- they won ten yeah, games that's, last that's year. That's what I'm. That's what my research indicates. I mean, you could you could fact check me real quick, but this was uh. No, I thought they were trash. <laughs> I clearly, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Who was their quarterback last year? Why did he leave? Why is DJ coming in? <laughs> what are like, we doing? They won ten games. They're not going to win ten with DJ. Come on. <laughs> I got I'm you. Listen, their sorry. main guy I'm was sorry, Ben Goldberg last year. Yeah. Okay. Please. Okay. Please. Please tell me he graduated. No, he's, he's coming in to play with DJ. Or, well, he's there to stay, and DJ's coming in. He won 10 games, and they're bringing in DJ and not him. Oh, I don't know if they've announced who the starter is. Guys, come I, I on, I think it's still bro. a battle. Unless y'all know Why something. Why does bother me so much? <laughs> Clint had not had a single chance to say anything about Oregon State right now. I know. I'm sorry, dude. dude I'm it's fucking okay. ham- I, I'm, I'm, amped I'm pretty up. much moved on. I don't even care anymore. Please tell me about him. All right, so no, no, honestly, I need to know. I need to know why they. A little bit of trivia. Like how many ten win seasons? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I I think it's a. They're definitely <laughs> under. Go ahead, JC. I see you want to say something else. Oh my god! Surprise, surprise! What do you got this time? I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask what their strength of schedule was because it's probably. I can look it up. Last year, fiftieth. Well, what I got what, it right? What here. is it this year? Fiftieth last year. Oh, let me look. I think I had it for a second. Uh don't know for this year. Stand by. I can tell you who's on their schedule this year, like what tough games they may have. They play Utah at home, uh, and they play Washington at home and at Oregon. That's how they have a eight. Yeah, season three in the nation as far this as year. Uh, strength of schedule, is according to the, the site on Sports Illustrated. So whatever. I mean, not everybody's going to have a top five strength of schedule. Um, but had a good year last year. DC head coach, it seems like, you know, um, obviously they bring in DJ. We've talked about that at length in the past three minutes. Um, they have a few running backs that have ran for 2,000 yards and 18 touchdowns last year. So uh, I think they also have four on the line, their offensive line coming back. So they're, offensively, I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, and then defensively, this actually surprised me. The defense led the Pac-12 and uh, led the nation in red zone defense, uh, which I was – surprised to see i was like okay i you know didn't hear much about him again a little under the radar um only problem is mm-hmm. they lose five of their top seven tacklers which that kind of sucks i mean uh, i think anybody that's played football or watched football know that you know you, you got to have the guys that have been tackling a lot of people to to be on a team have that experience it's just like when it's a spring training and nobody's allowed to tackle for whatever reason on a certain team and then they show up game one and they're missing tackles left and right. Uh, you want those guys that have been putting helmets on footballs. So that is going to suck. Um, they, 
I think one of the things they need to work on too is uh, having a good pass rush this year. Uh, and on top of losing their t- five other top seven tacklers, they uh, I think they moved their guy Riley Sharp, uh, who was their top sack guy last year, to tight end. So it, it, that's kind of self inflicted. I don't know what the reason is behind that. Uh, but a team that had a really good defense last year last year is going to have to kind of reload and regroup to make sure that uh, they don't fall too far off. Because I mean, according to you, DJ is going to throw seven picks a game, so they're going to need a uh, they're going to need a pretty <laughs> good defense. Um, he's going to throw double digits. I, I, no, to be honest, dude. Like looking back at their schedule, I, I must have just totally forgot. Like they only lost the USC by three. Mm-hmm. They they did get stomped by Utah, and they lost to Washington by three. They beat Oregon and beat Florida in the year. Like that's, I mean, they that's killed Florida thirty three. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty damn good. Like I, I don't know why. Like maybe just because in the years past, Oregon State has not been good at all. Like I, I really did forget. Like this is the type of season they had. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just joking about the schedule, but, but still, man, like that that actually is impressive. So maybe I mean, I'm looking at the last quarterback stats. He wasn't that much better. So DJ might not have to throw the ball much. Because I mean, if he, right. dude, if he if he just throws the ball a not past 15 yards down the field and runs the ball, he can be effective. I mean, they were rushing for 196 yards per game last year, too. So you're right. You may not have to. They only threw for 199. Like, offense was pretty good. I mean, that's perfect. He's not going to throw for 200 yards anyway. Like, that's just not his thing. Like, he's just not yeah. that guy. So I got a question for you. I, we, we've been on Oregon State for a good while now, but we can ask, like, if you had a dark horse for this conference, I think, Clint, you sold me on this team. Like, Reminded me of last year and what they got now. Like, this could easily be a dark horse and kind of ruin some people's, you know, year, like Oregon's year or something, or just come out. Yeah, and just I mean, uh, if if you're using dark horse as its intended term, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think it's going to be a little tougher to replace what they had defensively. Obviously, it's tough to have good defenses. It's even tougher to reload at a place like Oregon State. Um, so I wouldn't be quick to to hammer them to bit win a bunch of games. Uh, that could be wrong. They might be able to reload, replace, develop, you know, kind of continue with this, the, this defensive scheme that they've had. Um, but I think the, they have the 10th rate transfer transfer class in the conference. So they're, they're not even top half for the conference. So I don't know that they brought in a whole lot. Um, I would have to go back and look at, you know, those, those guys specifically, but uh, yeah, if they can just, Wash, rinse, repeat, and do it again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like at least to upset a few guys and shake things up. So, yeah, yeah. I now you've got me sold on this dark horse team, but I want to also say we didn't know the AP top five or top twenty five poll. But damn it, Clint, you've got the whole like transfer portal rankings oh, memorized. Uh, memorized? No, like, I'm, I'm, like, a, I, I'm an idiot. I, I have dad brain, so I have everything written down. There ain't no way I'm remembering every, anything. But uh, yeah, dude, like I said, you know how I'm about the transfer portal, but. uh Go ahead, JC, what you got? Right. No, I was going to say, I, I think the point you made about the five out of like the top seven tacklers is like an under-the-radar stat because if you talk mm-hmm. to like, casual fans of a team, they'll know like their main defensive players, right? The guys that make the highlight plays. But the guys that are actually making tackles, like how many times you watch a game and you're like, how the hell are we just not tackling that guy? Like I think that's, like you said, especially like early in the season because you're not mm-hmm. actually tackling, you're not yep. full contact. It's like we're not wrapping up, we're not doing that stuff. The guys that are actually leading the team in tackles is like, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe the casual fan might not know that guy or they should if they're all over the ball, but losing your top five, dude, like that's big time. Man. Yep. Like that's going to hurt. Yeah, that's, 
again, that's one of the concerns right. I have. But I mean, like you said, I, I think you talked about the schedule just a second ago. But starting off with San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State, and then Washington State, I think they have a chance to have a good start to the year. And uh, whoever does, you know, if DJ does win out for the quarterback spot, he's got you know three, maybe four games to uh, get his feet under him before uh, you know he gets Utah Week Five. So, yeah, we'll see. Yes, sir. We will see. All right, so we'll move on now to uh, UCLA. Kind of keep this thing moving here. Um, finished nine and four last year under Chip Kelly. Um, they are returning ten starters overall, three on offense, seven on defense. That's not good numbers for as the offense, um, and that which was their strong suit last year. You know, Chip Kelly, his days at Oregon, that was his strong suit. He's an offensive guru. Um, they finished last year ranked twenty first. Um, had the eighth best offense and 92nd best defense. So um, now with DTR gone, the, the offense is the biggest question mark here. Um, I forgot who drafted him. Do y'all remember who drafted him? Or, or? Yeah, it's uh, the Browns. He actually made a couple good plays. Uh, they were playing the Jets the other night, and he, dude, he's making some good plays, man. I mean, he was he was electric. I mean, if I mean, he could, I forgot what where he was ranked for as the Heisman last year, but he was. I don't say it was up there in the top five, of course, because I don't think he got an invite, but he was he was electric. Um, you know what's crazy? He he was in the same quarterback class because I remember watching the Elite 11 when DeCarion was like a four-star quarterback. It was like DeCarion, Justin Fields, uh, Thompson Robinson, I think Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Like, he's been, dude, he's been in college for a long time if you, you go back to some of those guys. I mean, I guess DeCarion too, but I mean, Justin Fields is what, going his second year in the NFL? Yes. So, but even though they lost that many, you know, players on offense, they uh, actually have seven seniors on offense. So, I mean, if you ever lose that many, like still having seven seniors is, is something, um, something, something big. But um, for who's replacing DTR is actually kind of exciting. They have a five-star guy, Dante Moore. Um, he played yeah. in Detroit. You may have heard of him. He was the third-ranked quarterback in last year's class. He's 6'3", 210. Got a lot of promise. Um, Having those senior offensive linemen, I think they're most. I think four out of five offensive linemen were seniors, so um, that's a good little situation to kind of find yourself in as a freshman, um, especially with that kind of talent. So this team's got some promise, I'd say. Yeah, I was glad you brought that up because I I forgot he went there, and I don't know if he was going to win the starting job or somebody else. But yeah, dude, he seems like a like a crazy good athlete too, with a big arm. So it would actually be kind of fun. I think. Maybe the other guy will get the start. I'm not sure, but just knowing Chip Kelly and if if Dante's anywhere close to uh, Thompson Robinson, which I think he's higher recruited anyway. But if he's any type of like that type of player, dude, I think Chip Kelly's gonna find a way to get him into the offense. Or unless the, I don't know what the other guys like, um, the Ethan Garbers. I don't know what like his play style is, but obviously Chip Kelly's always liked that kind of running quarterback aspect of things with that offense. So I'll be. I'm kind of with you, man. It'll be interesting to see who wins that job. Well, right now. Uh, Dante is listed first on the depth chart, so I, okay, I don't nice. know if it's come out and said he's been announced a starter, but I, I think he's listed as the uh, starter. So, um, but for is their schedule, JC would throw me a over under. I nope. got the over under right here. Um, I haven't really looked. I mean, they played Coastal first week, which I don't think is is an easy game, especially with Grayson McCall coming back. No, uh, that's they, kind of a they, weird game, though. Why are they? Yeah, they're going to Coastal, man, all the way across the country. That's going to be weird. 
Um, ba- based on how the other conference went or how the other things listed, um, I'd say eight games is probably their over under. I'd probably That's put them right at eight, I'd, eight and a half. I put them. I would put them right at that. I think they. I think like ceiling, they're a ten win team. Lowest, I think seven, just based on their schedule. But uh, dude, they could easily win ten games. Look at last year, man. They started off really hot. Close games all around. Like they, they got a potential to, um, to make some noise in the Pac-12. I, dude, the Pac-12 is open, man. I mean, besides USC, like I think it's wide open. It's gonna be actually maybe one of the first times I maybe pay a little bit of attention to it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have much on UCLA uh, just because I didn't look too much into them. But, um, I, I, you, you mentioned the defense as well. They do get eight starts back, but they gave up six point one snaps per or uh, six point one yards per snap last year, which is not great. Yeah, that's uh, yep. killer so defense you, too. you bring in a new right. DC, the Anton Lynn. I don't know much about him, but at least they're recognizing they they got to kind of get that figured out. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Um, a team that I'm not too high on, um, even though the quarterback's returning, uh, Washington State, they they do run the air raid offense. Um, even though Cameron Ward's got, he's their quarterback, he's, he's got some legs underneath him. He's a pretty pretty good athlete. Um, offensive line gave up Pac-12 worst 46 sacks last year. That's not going to do it, especially if you run the air raid offense when you got to let those yeah. routes develop. Like That's probably <laughs> not ideal. Um, Just not going to do it. Not going to do it. The good thing about Washington State, they don't have to play USC or Utah this year. So whatever their over-under I was picking, it has just gone up because they don't play those two teams. Um, as far as defense goes, they're bringing back five on defense, not a lot. Um, they did have two edge guys that made the Pac-12 second team. Other than that, they don't have a lot of depth. Um, like everybody else, they added a couple transfers in the linebacker room, one from Texas, one from Maryland. Um, which they came in late last year. Actually, they both of them did play in the bowl game. So they've kind of already been with the team, been through camp, spring training. And so that's definitely going to help them out in that. Um, look, it's not Washington State. Um, you know, when it, when it was Mike Leach and all those guys, it, that's not the Washington State. It, it is a, ver- a, a variation of the air raid down that tree, down the line. Um, but I just don't think they have the guys around it to kind of make it happen. They finished seven and six last year. Uh, I'd say the over under is at six this year. Like I said, they don't play USC or Utah, um, but they do play UCLA. They do play Oregon. Uh, they do play at Washington. Uh, I hear Jacob laughing, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, oh, they do play Wisconsin at home too, out of conference game. So um, not not a lot going for them, man. It's just going to be, unfortunately, I think I, I said the Pac-12 was wide open. Maybe like for the first like five or six teams, once it kind of gets to this level, man, I, I don't think they're really they're, they're going to go to a bowl game for sure. But I don't think they're going to be a threat to win the conference. Right. I was laughing because before I even looked at what the over under was, I was kind of looking at the schedule myself and thinking, yeah, that's probably about six, whatever. And it is six and a half. So there, there you go. You got that one. I'm just a half. I away, told you man. last time. I gotta start you, throwing some. You hats gotta in hit the half. I, I kind of give you those. You That's did. actually why you right. lied. You're I, right. I didn't feel left out with the whiskey. I just I couldn't tolerate listening to you anymore with these stupid <laughs> over unders. That's why I'm drinking that hard stuff. So, well, you know what? Maybe if you would start guessing some over unders, maybe even if you hit one for three, you hit three hundred. You're a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yeah. You would also Not have these days, like, dude. You hey, can hit I got it right. Be a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> Well, yeah, because they're hitting 250. They're striking out yep. 100 times. Yeah, 40, 40, 40 home runs. Right. So. Yep. Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Dude, that guy. All right. that Yeah, this is not a baseball pod, but don't get me started, dude. I was going to say, I got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back to Washington State real quick. Uh, 
not a lot to add except for you're talking about losing some guys that they, they lose their top four receivers. Uh, and I had to read that twice. I was like, dude, yeah. that's, that sucks. Uh, and even if you have good guys to replace them, you still got to develop that relationship. So, um, that's going to be interesting to watch, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think you're spot on. Not, not going to be a great team. Yeah, maybe bowling. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. Right on that verge. Yeah. All righty. So Clint, we got Cal, Cal next. Not Southern yeah, Cal. Just Cal. Golden Bears. Yeah. Uh, yep. Another team or. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, they've been 10 and 8. Sound, yeah, sound high 10 on. and 18 over their last three seasons, which is not good, obviously. Um, but kind of consensus they're they're going to be a little bit better this year. They return eight of their starters on offense, so that's pretty good. They bring in a new OC, Jake Spavadol, who actually was the Cal OC in 2016, and they led the conference in total offense and averaged 37 points a game. So I, I do think they're probably pretty excited about that. Um, they do lose their leading receiver, Sturdivant, um, for UCLA, which was interesting. Um, but they still have a, a good group of receivers for their O-line starters return, and they got a transfer in uh, from Stanford uh, tackle Barrett Miller. So their line should actually be pretty decent. Um, that running back room isn't looking great, pretty light, but uh, they got this uh, quarterback, Sam Jackson. I think they're going to utilize him on the ground as well. It's kind of use his legs, create a little run game. But um, yeah, offensively, I think they they should be better. Um Defense, I think they returned 10 starters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a team that I think will be better this year than they've been in past. Um, the offense is going to be pretty fast. So what comes with that is they're going to be off the field quick. So you need to make sure you have a defense that's also can get off the field. It's going to be long games if it's a few three and outs in these Defensive guys can't get a stop, and they're just gassed by halftime. So um, that's going to be something to watch as the season moves on. Are they able to get stops on defense and uh, let this fast-paced offense kind of go to work? So yeah, we'll see. Seems said, like the you said they're returning team, ten. Yeah, that's, starters that's on uh, defense? what my research uh, indicates. I mean, that's got to be good. I don't know how good Cal's defense was last year, so returning uh, those guys good. may be it good, maybe not, great, but. but that's yeah. <laughs> not good. Okay. I mean, that's definitely one of the higher ones in the conference, but it's funny right. you talk about the defense getting off the field. It seems like that's just like the theme of the Pac 12. Yeah. Like, defense yeah, get off has the been field. For years. Like, and let the offense. I mean, yeah, you're right. Let, let the offense score. But that's the other thing, too. Like, you got to get offense. You're going to score fast. You got to kind of like balance that out somehow. Yeah. And it's not looking good. Like, they got a pretty gnarly schedule. They, they also catch Auburn and North Texas on their, uh, you know, out of conference. So, um, I wouldn't Texas worry about Auburn that much. Okay, just kidding. For them, for them, I would be. Auburn's going to be. Well, you hate Bo sure. Nix, and he's out of Auburn, so <laughs> you should like Auburn a little bit more. I don't. Dude, I don't hate Bo Nix. I just should. think he's a little overhyped. <laughs> That's all. I don't uh, hate him. I don't hate him. Now, do I? Do I hate Mike Bobo? Yes, but he's also not Auburn anymore. So, dude, okay, that that guy I actually do not like. It's <laughs> about to use some strong words about Mike Bobo. And I, I don't even, and it's not like I. It's not like I hate him because he's good. I hate him because he like he thinks he's good, but dude, he sucks. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's why. And just the way he left us, dude. I can't. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm a right. That yeah, sucked too. But, yeah, yeah. 
I, they do get a couple of uh, linebackers. Whatever. I digress. Uh, back with um, Jackson Sermon, who had 104 tackles last year, and then they get David Reese from Florida transfers in. So um, I think they're trying to fix that on defense. But again, yeah, let's let's get off the field. So you know we're not sucking air by the beginning of the second quarter. And if they can do that, you know they'll definitely be bowling and probably a little bit more. So. Okay. How about that overrunner, JC? On Cal? Mm, <laughs> let me look real quick. Uh, uh, this dude, I'm five, maybe. Let's just nail uh, it. Oh, five. Oh, I was going to go half. Is it five? Five. Yeah. Dude, I just. <laughs> Dude, this is a quick glance, Dude, man. This Listen, isn't guys, an I, like he, I need to, I need to get paid for this. If I'm just glancing at the schedule and I'm even looking, and I'm guessing five, come on, guys, like it's a gift. I don't know what it is other than it's a gift. Now, which which one you hit? Or it's, it's see, that's where the money's made. Yeah, you going under or I? I would say honestly under myself because North Texas, is, they're at North Texas. They got Auburn at home. Like it's no easy thing. Oh, I'm definitely betting the under. They're gonna beat North Texas and maybe Idaho. And oh. that's it. Oh. The over/under should be a two. <laughs> they might win two games. Jesus, nah, they'll pull an upset. They'll pull an upset. It's definitely going to be. Mean, I wouldn't bet them. You're it's under five tonight. It's under five. Okay. I'm just being honest, man. It's under five games. Like, look at the schedule. Like, yeah, it's under five. I would hammer the under. God, man, I wish we could bet here because I would make so much money off the Pac-12. I mean, I'm I'm down for show bets. Okay. I'm, that's up to y'all, but I'm absolutely down for a couple show bets. Well, well, I've been just putting over under, man, I, and you're not even like I'm. I'm winning if we're betting. Dude, you can't lose money if you don't spend money. So, so. Spend money don't make money. Yeah. Oh, I'll put money. Dude, I've lost so much money. Money is money. My money has been <laughs> a little bit too confident most of the year. <laughs> no, I feel. I feel. Yeah. I feel that. Oh, I guess. All right, so next we got Arizona State. We're going to kind of just roll through these. They're all kind of similar. There's not a whole lot of, you know, high hopes for some of these teams, I guess. Um, Arizona State, they went 3-9 and nine last year, 2-5 and five in the conference, um, 79th best offense, 109th best defense. Um, they returned 10 starters, 5 on the offense, 5 on the defense. Um, they got a new head coach named Kenny Dillingham. Um, actually there's a lot of hype with him, but he's only 32 years old, which is kind of wild to, to hear. Um, you don't damn, really hear that. That's like the head coach too. Damn. Wow. <laughs> God, dude. I'm tired of doxing me on this pod. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that segment was sponsored by four <laughs> roses. <laughs> yeah. I'll choose. I'll, I'll drink to that. Yeah. But there you go. But the the excitement's there because this that is his alma mater. He actually graduated in 2013, which we're getting old, my friends. Because hearing that and hearing he's a freaking head coach is uh, yeah. What wild. am I doing with my yeah, life? What are we doing? Jesus, this guy's head coach of a major um, we're doing a lot of damn team. good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, there's not a whole lot more to add. I mean, they had Herm Edwards remember at the beginning of last year, and they he got oh, fired yeah, after yeah. like three games. Um, so I think they're kind of looking to Dude, move that was on a mess. from yeah, that. Yeah, that um, was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, no, he fresh had start. A, no, when when Jaden Daniels was there, they yeah, had a good when year. Jaden Daniels was there. That was a year. 
<laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. No, I'm just saying. That, that was I think they tried forth. and I think they were like, oof, we missed on this one. So Yeah. Big time. So looking to move on from that and kind of get a fresh start. I think Trenton Borgett is the quarterback thing. Probably butchered that, but uh wait, wait, wait. wait. A, I'm getting wait. I thought Drew Pine was coming in to be the starter from Notre Dame. Yep. Drew Pine there? Uh maybe my research is bad. I don't no, no, I could. No, I, I got the same thing. Too, but I don't know if he's got the spot, but he's um, he's only a sophomore. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't, I don't. So like, this is. I know he transferred in. I was assuming he'd be the starter. I don't really know who's like made it through camp. So if you've looked up something more recently than I have, that's fine. I, I just know he was coming in. He's a bigger name guy. That's why I said that. I don't know who's made it through spring ball the best, and or who's so far through camp has kind of come out as the the guy. Right. No, I I kind of forgot that. What is on the depth chart? This uh, Trenton. Borgett guy is uh, he's a redshirt senior that could be why he's listed ahead right, right now but um but yeah I forgot Drew Pines there so who knows but we'll see what this team can do it's not looking very very good they have a pretty rough schedule and their over under is uh three and a half three and a half I'm about to say no <laughs> no no <laughs> dude oh buddy <laughs> it's fine oh, I, like, gotcha. I like that 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 me. felt good hey, watching that transpire by the way five that dude. felt good <laughs> dude I gave that it's a first year coach dude, who like, that's kind of high for southern, a first year coach they're beating southern Utah maybe Fresno State and that's it so why are they where are they getting five from and that's Drew Pines a starter maybe that maybe, well that in but I feel like a first year coach that young, like I, I don't know where they're getting that from either. First off, watching you think you hit that was like watching somebody that throws a basketball backwards <laughs> to try to make it, and like everybody else acts like they made it, jumping up and down. They're like, oh yeah, and then yeah, they airball. That is exactly <laughs> what that felt like, and it was satisfying to watch. Uh, yeah. Well, the problem was like his video feed cut out for a second, so I couldn't oh, see here it him. Is. Oh no, oh, my him, God. Like, hey, yes. You sound no, like no, no, Nick Saban no, as soon no, as he no, starts no. losing. All I'm is, which is rare. No, I'm not. It's all these excuses. Are coming no, out the woodwork. No, that's, that's no, that's not. That's, oh my god! That, that doesn't yeah. change the fact that I was wrong. I'm just saying. I said three and a half, and I heard him say like, "Yes, I thought I got it right." But I'm just saying whether you I saw it or not doesn't NIL. matter. I'm saying I couldn't yeah, see yeah. his face. You want to go back to running the football forty times what does a game? What does that have to do with me? I was just saying I got I'm excited because I couldn't see him, and I thought he said, "Yeah." Nick Saban, long <laughs> forgotten not grandson. Nick Saban. That's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you no, a time. Not. Uh, actually, that actually wouldn't be the worst thing. No, I mean you'd be set for life. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I would yeah. be a head coach at thir- I would be a head coach at 32. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, you got some work to do because you, you, you guys creeping. would definitely You're be on my staff. 32. My boy. Oh, yeah, sweet. Uh, you guys are being. The staff. I think another reason that maybe Arizona I mean, State getting me Gatorade, <laughs> yeah. some some Bengay and some Gatorade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they they bring in thirty transfers well, too. At, I, you know what that they is. They bring in thirty transfers at Arizona State. <laughs> I'm gonna get that line in there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many transfers? How many for 30. how many transfers? Which is a lot. Wait, three, three zero, not thirteen, thirty, three zero. That's a minute they're bringing in. So maybe that's where we're seeing some of that little more hype than your three and a half wins. But yeah, Uh, uh, post Tom Herman, they got their players are like, okay, now that he's gone, I'll I'll go play for Arizona State. Um, Yeah, Uh, we'll see. Obviously, but again, I'm not super high hopes for Arizona State. Yep, not a whole lot more to add. Well, their uh, their rival Arizona, 
they got a good offense coming back, man. Um, one of the best in the Pac-12. Um, uh, McClallahan or McLachlan, I'm sorry. He is. I'm not gonna say anything, <laughs> dude. I, I just butchered it. Okay, I'm uh, butchering mo- names. Most mo- most catches in in uh, Arizona history since going back to uh, Rob Gronkowski's back in 08. Um, so they got a lot of guys coming back. Uh, Jaden Delora, he transferred in last year from Washington State. Um, the third most passing yards in Wildcat history, like 3,600 yards, 25 touchdowns. He ran for four more. Um, downside, 13 picks, four fumbles. So big playability, putting up a lot of numbers, but at the same time, you can't turn the ball over that much. 13 picks is a lot. You had in four fumbles, man. That's going to cost that's you just games. Um, I, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, they do return four running backs who all carried the ball last year. So as far as running back depth, they're good there. Defense is, is going to be the struggle. Again, we beat, beat a dead horse with the Pac-12. Only 36 combined starts coming back from that oh. team. Um, three total starters um, from an already like pretty poor defense already. So like, not a good defense, not a lot coming back from said poor defense. They did add seven transfers. Um, most notably, Oregon linebacker Justin Flo. He was a top-rated inside linebacker coming out of the 2020 recruiting class. He had a couple injuries um, between then and now when he transferred. If he's healthy, definitely a game-changer. Um, they're going to need more than him, but that's kind of where they're at. It, it's kind of like the same as every other Pac-12, man. They're, they got a good offense. They got playmakers, but if their defense can't step up, man, it's going to be a struggle. They do play Mississippi State out of conference second week this season. Um, then they pl- they start up with Northern Arizona. Over under, I'm gonna give them five and a half. I don't know if that's right, but that's what we're gonna go with. Might be uh might be a little much for them, but we'll see. It's five. Oh, see, now you're trying to hit the halves and you're wow. whiffing. Wow. Well, that was because of you. I was holding <laughs> I mean, numbers I mean, all your day. Head. That's the problem. <sighs> I was interested in that first uh the first uh, they have on their schedule, Northern Arizona. I looked them up, and they're the Lumberjacks. I've never heard of them before. That's surprising. I didn't know if it was like a new program or something. I've just never heard of them before. Yep. Obviously, no, but just interesting. That's one of their maybe five wins. <laughs> Possibly. So you're hitting over under? You're thinking under? Like a lot I'm of thinking, these? No, it's five. I'm thinking five. Take the push. You go, so five? Okay. Yeah, I would, I would say right at five. Maybe uh, actually, mm. dude, man, this schedule—I don't know, man. The patch was weird. I would probably say the under if I was actually betting money. I would say the under. I got you. I mean, the biggest wild card is just what the team we got next, and that's Colorado. I see they're at Colorado, so tell me about it. I mean, talk about a team that has that is just absolute. They might as well just have changed their name, changed the uniforms, to move to another state and just restart it because it's <laughs> essentially what they did. They have that fifty six mm-hmm. transfer out and fifty transfer in. That is stupid. That is insane. You're, you've got a completely different team. Yeah, the whole team. And that's the, you know, obviously the the coach prime effect. And I even wrote on my sheet here, coach prime times ten because obviously that's what it's been about all off season. Like it's just. Coach Prime, Coach Prime, right. Coach Prime. And I don't know if y'all watched, you know, when he got the job and how this kind of played out, but he w- did not mince words. He was very clear, like, I'm turning this team into a winning team, and most of the guys here won't be here for long. So it was, 
uh, kind of harsh, but he, he he wasn't lying. You know, when you have fifty six leaving and you're bringing fifty in, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yes, um, I mean we could talk mm-hmm. about <laughs> returning production and starters and stuff like that, but it's almost pointless because, like I said, you you almost have a completely different team. I was say, um, I I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys they have transferring in are significantly better, I think, than the ones they had leaving. Um, I, I think that one of the biggest issues they're going to have is th- their schedule is it's pretty tough. So let me let me run it down for you real quick. They start off with TCU, ranked 17th AP poll. Then Nebraska for their non-con. And then Colorado State, okay. Oregon and USC. Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, then Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, and then Utah. So that they, they this is not a very easy schedule for a team that's got a new head coach, a new old team essentially, um, and is now in you know a situation where there, there's high expectations. This team is gonna there is a target on their back, and you know there's so many people that want them to suck just because of how much talk there's been. The, the, the confidence that comes with coach prom and what he says he's going to do. Um, they, they hired Kent state head coach, Sean Lewis to run the offense. Um, Shador Sanders, which I think a lot of people already know his name just because of the coach uh, has nearly 7,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in his two years at Jackson state. So yes, it's Jackson state, but the guy that can throw the ball. Um, and then of course, the, you know, mm-hmm. that ton of other transfers coming in, uh, Charles, Kelly from Alabama to be their DC edge rusher. Derek McClendon transfers from Florida State. Uh, Washington transfers. Well, small strength. They just they're just like I talked about in the beginning of the pod. They're they're cherry picking from all these teams where maybe they get a lot of playing time, but they're still damn good players. And I, I know a couple. I think it was the SEC preview. I, I was like, dude, let's just see. Like, it's one thing to have a a a, a big name, but you have to actually do it. Well, now that I'm looking at all these guys he's got coming in, they they might actually make some waves. So um I, I know for right. the, the odds for winning the Pac twelve championship, they're pretty low. Uh but don't be shocked if they're they're winning a lot of games that you're just like, whoa, and they're bowling and they got a decent bowl and uh they're they're gonna be obviously one of the most interesting teams, not just in the Pac twelve, but in the uh, in the whole nation to watch this year. So yeah, so, I would say that it definitely was kind of. I definitely had some moments of like worry um, throughout the the off season because there was times when uh, guys from South Carolina, their names came up, potentially getting poached to go to Colorado, and I think he was doing that with every program. And look, the portal's open. I get it. Um, I, I think they're gonna maybe right and wrong. They're gonna they're gonna get a lot of um, a lot of feedback and mm-hmm. publicity. I mean, look, they won one game last year. And I get it; a lot of those guys are gone, but you're still bringing in fifty players. Like, let's say you lose however many guys to the NFL in graduation, and you guys have new guys coming in. It's not a fifty person like mm. flip. So, as far as like uh, chemistry goes, and learning the new offense, the new defense, like it's not going to be easy. I would say they win four or five games. That's going to be an improvement. I think the players, like you said, are bringing in. They have the ability to win more games. Now, is it all going to gel in the first year? I think if he wins five games, it's a huge improvement, whether that's talked about in the media or not, because they're going to be harsh on him for not going to a bowl game or whatever. I think if he goes to a bowl game, he, like 
dude, if he goes to a bowl game, give him coach of the year. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm just saying, because of the team that they had last year. I mean, I think he sat in that, like you talked about when he came in, he sat in that, like, he's like, I'm bringing luggage or I'm bringing whatever. And it's Gucci. And he got on all mm-hmm. the players. And like, I mean, he's not afraid to speak his mind. And he obviously went out and, and they got good athletes. Travis Hunter, I've, I saw highlights today. He's playing cornerback and receiver. Yes. I, I mean, to talk about that too. Yep, both ways. Yep. yep. <clears throat> He's playing both. And I actually looked up on their website. He's listed as a corner <laughs> slash receiver. Shiloh Sanders is playing cornerback. He he actually he had played at Carolina for a year, committed there and played for a year. So he's a D1 corner slash safety. He's mm-hmm. he's there. Obviously, Shadur, who put up like 40 touchdowns. I get it. It's FCS. But look, he, he's productive and athletic as all get out. So they're going to have there's game day is going to mm-hmm. come watch him some sometime, whether it's whether it's Nebraska or Oregon or USC to start the year because of the hype. I am excited to watch them. They're gonna have eyes on them as they should with primetime. But at the same time, like I think we need to like the expectations of four or five games. I think would be like realistic and an improvement over just. I mean, I mean, they're terrible. Yeah, where did they go? One, one game. I think they went like, one and eleven last year. Like uh, it's almost impossible to improve. That's so. what, yeah, yeah, JC said. Did, did you see that they actually changed? Yeah, I, I think they had um. Like their admission standards and something like that. I don't know if it's like uh, academics or whatever. They they were talking about how it's going to be tough to get guys in to Colorado and because of whatever standards they have, and they've they've been changing it because of Coach Prime. Like they're they're taught they're they're actively changing policies and um, standards. That's crazy. That's that's how crazy. It's it's just wild. That is so they're changing the school requirements. They're the uh, the whole program has been flipped upside down. Uh, yeah, like you said, let's not let's not bash them if they don't win 10 games this year uh, because new head coach, almost entire new team, both coordinators are new. Um, but I, like I said, 1-11, dude, a year, anything is going to be an improvement and this is just year right. one. So it's it's going to be crazy. This next few years for Colorado is going to be fun. I mean, it's 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 right. It's not student athlete. It's athlete yeah. student. And you said there's 130 teams. They 133. Finished, they averaged 15 points a game on offense. 15 points a game on offense last year. They gave up 44 and a half. Like Lawn? they're absolutely getting Dude, stomped that's crazy. out. And you said they week. had a Bama guy come in as a defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me look where. Yep, Charles Kelly from Alabama. Yep, in DC. I don't know exactly what he did. Okay, well, I mean with him and like. Him and like Deion Sanders, I feel like they could kind of get their defense definitely better than just forty four oh, points yeah. a game. But like, what kind of offense are they running? What what do they run like air raid or something? I know like you said uh, Sanders can like fling it, but I had no clue what offense. I actually, they're bringing. I, I, no, I, do you I even don't know. know. Uh, no, no, no. Spot. I was just kind of, I, I, I kind of was I, more on the the player aspect when I was doing my research. Obviously, we talked about Travis Hunter playing both ways, and uh, they're bringing in guys. I think several guys from uh, USF, just all their top guys they just stole all of those guys um but no yeah. i, I right. had to look up exactly what I'm kind gonna, of scheme they're running um but regardless it's gonna yeah. i feel like you could fall forward in the more to 15 points a game so right I, exactly. I don't i don't know specifics i think it's just gonna be like a typical spread offense like be, because of because of like their probably maybe lack of depth and their athletes i think they're gonna try to spread it around and get it to their athletes whether that's uh getting Shadur running uh, running with the ball, if if Travis Hunter's playing offense, get him the ball on some screens. Um, he can go up and get it. So I think it's going to be like a typical spread. I won't say it's going to be anything like crazy, crazy. But I think it's going to be your typical spread college offense. Right. So yeah, I would agree. If they go bowling this year, give 
give him coach of the year. Um, they won one game last yeah. year. So, I mean, if they win two or three or four, like that's an improvement, especially doing all this changing. So, um, right. And I'm not even going to give you a chance to guess this one, but it's over under three, surprisingly, I guess. That's not surprising. No, I mean, no, it's a low number, I think, but... no, I think that's fair because, I, I, like I said, man, I think four or five wins is a huge improvement, especially with their schedule. Like, they don't have an easy schedule, man. I mean, they, like, yeah, tw- right. 29th in the Dude, nation. Out of court. They don't even this, have this thing I'm seeing here for strength of schedule. So, I mean, there, there's no. There's no cupcakes, bro. They they play TCU. They're out of conferences. TCU, Nebraska, and okay, yeah. and then Colorado State. So like Colorado State is going to be their one, hopefully win, and then like you play some upsets. So I think three is fair. Yeah, the ones they could win would be the ones at home, and they get Colorado State, Stanford at home, and then Arizona at home. Like that's got to be their three wins if they're going to get three, unless they yep. pull one yeah, off on the road tough. or something. So it'll be interesting, man. People will be watching regardless. That's for sure. Yeah. But to to get a quick transition to the last team, uh, Stanford, it's crazy as much as Clint just said about Colorado, how they basically flipped everything around and they got all these new everything. Uh, the, they still have the same odds and the same over-under as Stanford, plus 10,000 in the conference and still at three over-under for Stanford. Like, What happened to the Andrew Luck days or the Christian McCaffrey days at Stanford? Like, I, I kind of miss them. They were, good. Uh, they were only three and nine last year. Yeah, Ezra Paul yeah. and and the head coach. Where did the head coach go? <laughs> yeah, I, it's Troy Taylor now. It's kind of hard. They don't even like when you look up Stanford. They don't even say this is the head coach. It says he's like the director of football, but he's like the Andrew like he's the Andrew Luck quarterbacks coach. Like it's kind of weird how they label stuff on their website. But um, there's not a whole lot of uh, good stuff I see with Stanford. That they only have five returning starters, two on offense, three on defense. I mean, not a whole lot more to say than that. Right. So, uh, Ford, sorry, I did ahead. see that uh, the coach is going to be a, the coach is also the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, I was confused as all get out when I saw that. I was like, so they got to have saving money. But yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's just the. <laughs> well, no, it's, Maybe. It, what it's weird though, because normally even if the coach, like there's times where the head coach calls plays, but you still yeah. have an offensive coordinator just for like mm. installs and just coaching. But yeah, he's literally listed as wow. both. Yeah, it's yeah. saving a That's million. Yeah, the library on Transfer Portal, Stanford obviously is an academic school. And now that you have, it, it's just uh, a circus with how players can move around. It's hard to get into Stanford uh, because you have to have such high academic um, right. credentials. So it's... Right. It, I've read a little bit about it and it's just, it's going to be, and it's, Stanford's not the only one. There's a lot of these teams out there that have these high standards that are suffering because of the transport, because it's hard to get guys in. Guys will dip when they're, they're pretty good and they want to maybe go play for a championship on a better team. They could leave. No problem. Obviously they're going to meet the standards because they're coming from Stanford. Getting guys into Stanford is a lot harder. Getting guys right. in that are good at football is almost impossible. Uh, they have four transfers coming in yeah. and 21 leaving. I mean, this is a team that you're just like, you're just like, wow. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Like this, I, and I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but I, did y'all see where, uh, I wish I had the actual article in front of me right now, but they, there were talks about them going to the ACC here recently. And then it came out that, that Stanford right. was essentially saying like, almost like, could you just take us? Like, y'all don't even have to cut us into the TV deal. Can you just like. I was like, I, did, I, did I literally was like, dude, I feel How so desperate. bad for this. Like, just the their their conference is crumbling yeah. out from underneath them. I don't. Uh, they're they're a team that 
like you said, they used to be really good at football. Now that the landscape's changed and they can't keep up just because of how that school is set up, uh, that the, the conferences don't even want them, even for free. They don't want them, and it's just like, golly, dude, that's that sucks. Right. Well, I mean, they're not going to lower their standards of admissions like Colorado <laughs> no, is. No, no, they're not doing that. No. So it's like, no. yeah, they just don't want to be left behind because they know even if they say that, they'll get cut into the revenue yeah. at some point. They can say whatever they want. Oh like. man. But yeah, dude, yeah. I did see that. and I was like. Man, dude, you're down bad, bro. <laughs> like, hey, they just... can go play in the league that uh, the Ivy League over with uh, Honestly, Yale and all they, they should. You know, if if regions don't matter anymore, put them in the Ivy League. Yeah, let's put them they, in Ivy they'd League. They'd run I, like, it. That's make all these point, conferences yeah. grow. Ivy League needs yeah. to go out there and get them. Just why not? Just, it's like were... Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt can't get anything right. Their academic standards is up there. Let's expand the Ivy League. Nobody talks about <laughs> Although that. Although I'm a lot more confident in Vanderbilt right now than I am Stanford. But that's... that's uh, well, yeah, yeah. It just it, it just feels bad. They're literally literally just trying to be the water boy for any conference out there, and they're like, "Ah, eh, we're good." No thanks. <laughs> I'll tell you That's what, right? I was gonna say, dude, right. if Stanford doesn't have McCaffrey or Luck this year, like, count them out. Yeah, exactly. So, ending on that, what are we uh, what are we thinking for the Pac-12 this year? Who's winning it all? Go ahead, JC. No, oh. go ahead, Clint. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> y'all owe me oh, a yeah. Oh. I, oh man I, I'll share to that I uh, do like I don't want to just be the guy that's like <laughs> well I guess I didn't last uh, for the ACC preview I picked FSU and Clemson you know maybe maybe the overall favorite I don't, I don't like being the guy that just picks uh, the, the guy at the top and just like yeah I'll pick them it's an easy pick I do like USC I think the transfer portal I've been on my rant about that I feel like they bring it a lot they've got a Heisman quarterback it's going to be hard for me to pick against them, especially when their schedule isn't that tough. Um, and I, trust me, I try to talk myself into Oregon. I try to talk myself into Washington. I try to, you know, a little dark horse talk with Oregon State. I just can't do it. I, I think USC, they're, they're going to want this really bad, especially the way the last year ended, kind of on a sour note. And uh, again, with the guys they're bringing in, and if they're just a little bit better on defense, it's going to mean a lot to that team because they're going to score a ton of points. So uh, give me USC. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I, I don't think they're going to go undefeated, but like, and I kind of wanted to lean Utah just based on the schedule and based on what they did last year. But you beat USC twice last year and once to win the Pac-12 championship. I don't think your luck's going to be that good this year. So not to just jump on, on the bandwagon with you, man, but um, I'm hard-pressed to pick against Southern Cal, so I'm going to go Southern Cal to win it. Well, I'll be the Thanks, one buddy. outlier here. I think, <laughs> anytime, uh, I think that Southern Cal, if you look at their schedule, they're going 6-0 and to start the year, so the hype's going to be real. They play San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, and Arizona. They're going to be 6-0. and As long as they get through that with no injuries, they're going to be like probably – ranked right in the top three they're sixth right now to start the year and i feel sure somebody is going to lose early so they'll be like up there um but then their schedule is backloaded they got notre dame utah oregon washington personally i feel like that the way that's going to work out they're not going to be able to to win maybe two of those four games um that's just personally how I feel. Even though this team, like you said, through the transfer portal has looked a lot better. They fixed a lot of the things that they needed to fix based on last year. Um, but I personally have Oregon versus Washington wow. in the Pac-12 championship. Um, 
Utah is hard to do that three years in a row. Um, I don't think Utah is going to to pull that through to make it back again. Um, I think Oregon and Washington's got, besides Caleb Williams, the best couple quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Um, and I, I got to say, honestly, Bo Nix, I know, I know y'all are probably waiting for me oh, to dude, say yeah. Phoenix Jr. Because for some reason, y'all yes. think I love him or <laughs> something. Saying. But well, I, I say Bo Nix, like yeah. a fifth-year, six-year guy. That yeah. speaks for itself. Exactly. So I, I honestly see Oregon. That's honestly who I want want to see um, come out of this conference. I think Oregon, like you said, is one of my more favorite teams from this conference, and I just miss them being good. So I, I, I give go Bo Nix. Hey, real quick, we'll go ahead and just make this on the air. I don't think you can disagree with me, Jake. If Washington wins a national championship, you have to get a Michael Penix Jr. tattoo. Bro, I, I was thinking you were going Jersey there when you it. said tattoo. And, and, if, <laughs> and if Oregon wins... I'll get a Bo Nix tattoo. All right. If Duke is really good. <laughs> dude, dude. Okay. I'm just, y'all just keep doing this between I you two. Duke's I don't want to be involved in any Duke's of this uh, tattooing men's names across my body. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. If we're both wrong, you have to get teardrop tattoos on your face <laughs> okay, for every wrong bro, answer. Bro, I've got... I, <laughs> I can't oh be too <laughs> Kids. Well, I mean, come And? Oh, just leave them open. They can color them different colors every day. <laughs> dude no way dude give That's me a team awesome. then I'll do it Here for we the have people. a show bit I told you I'm all about show bits and I'm, um, I'm like two double pours deep in, uh, oh, if Florida, okay. in whiskey so here's, here's your chance to get all it alright if 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 Florida State wins the national championship you gotta get a Florida State title I picked them I don't win, know though. who or what I'd be right I, I, I'm punished for being right of oh, the national, national championship, championship though okay not the conference I'm talking about national championship oh god not so I'm gonna be upset and then have to get a freaking dad team. Okay. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> What's Correct. I feel like that's pretty unlikely, so I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's unlikely Oregon ones either. Yeah, well, that quite oh, is unlikely. <laughs> a natty? I don't, I don't I don't actually Florida's kids could probably got a better, like an easier run. Odds yeah. Right now. I would say okay. man, I'm ch- I'm might be that in and of itself might make me. Can, can I just Florida get their State like now. their mascot, their logo or whatever? I think you have to get James oh with crab god. legs in a public shopping cart. <laughs> no, you have to get him eating the W. Oh my god! Actually, yeah, you could, well, he, dude, he did. that'd be disgusting. Yeah. I'd put it on my chest, dude. That way, every time I take my shirt off, my I wife hope. is like, "I hate you." No, <laughs> no, it's gonna be lower back for sure. No, it's gonna be somewhere we can yeah. see it on the, on a normal daily basis. Sure, I'll take the bet. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm more worried for you guys than I am All for right. Florida State winning the thing. So. I didn't take a bet. I'm okay, just hold on. Now. That. No. Whoa, whoa. I already told you you didn't have a choice. What's if I'm bet, getting then? Jameis Winston, you're getting Michael Penix Jr. You're getting deep thrown a W. Eating then w. You're going to have to get something. <laughs> I, I initially was just going to say their names like Penix Jr., Bo Nix, but I, I mean, no one at Florida State stands out to me besides like. Well, Jordan Travis. I, had I would name. get. I, I'd hate to have. And no offense to his last name, but that would just be a penis joke for the rest of my life. But I would probably. You're have, the one like, that brought him up all the time. No, I've just said he's good at football, man. <laughs> but I would maybe get like the jersey number with his name. Could on you imagine if maybe. I don't think you get to decide if, he, at that point. if Penix Jr. played for Duke? He would be naked, painted Duke blue, <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Oh, oh man, dude! Jesus. I can't even argue that. I think you're right. Jesus, I think 
I think you're right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave you guys on that. If you guys are uh, any kind of artful and and art artistically inclined, I'll, I'll get it right one day. Which there's a few of you that are out there. Um, please send us a tattoo recommendation. Appreciate you ahead of time. All right, boys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, see you next time when we preview the old right, Big Twelve. Oh, hey, almost that time. A couple more weeks, dude. Can't wait. Yes, I'm ready to talk some uh, some actual football. But yeah, man, it's been good. Appreciate you, bud. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next time.